Supporters of Russia's Nelson Mandela are crushed that he will never take that long walk to freedom now. Alexei Navalny's death has sparked outrage across the world, as it comes in the wake of a series of mysterious deaths of critics of President Vladimir Putin. It also comes on the second anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, a war in which the ruling African National Congress in South Africa has stuck to the side of its long-time ally, Russia. Meanwhile, deaths and announcements have just bounced off Putin, who is looking strong enough to be re-elected for a fifth term, thereby possibly matching the long rule of Joseph Stalin. Listen to these issues being discussed by Max Seddon, the FT's Moscow bureau chief. He was hosted by Josh Gabert Johon on the FT's news briefing. Russia's main opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, died in prison on Friday. Officials haven't stated a cause of death for him, but many Western governments are saying Moscow and Russian President Vladimir Putin are responsible. Here to explain what Navalny's death means for the opposition effort in Russia is the FT's Max Seddon. Hi, Max. Hi. So what's been the reaction since Navalny's death on Friday? Well, to be honest, it's been very muted because we're approaching this week the two-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which has essentially snuffed out almost all space for dissent in Russia. You can go to prison for discrediting the armed forces or spreading quote-unquote fake news about the war. And that was very much visible on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, when you saw how Russians were trying to react with basically the only legal way these days in Russia to express their grief, which was laying flowers at the monument to political prisoners right outside the security service headquarters in Moscow. And they were allowed to do this But uh, 366 people, uh, as of Sunday night, have been arrested at various uh, events like this across the country. And it really just sums up the very dark climate of fear and repression that has gripped Russia ever since Putin started the war. And Max, what about the timing of Navalny's death? Is there anything we can glean from that? We really know very little about the circumstances of Navalny's death at the moment. So on Saturday, Navalny's mother went to the very remote town in northern Russia beyond the Arctic Circle where he was being held when he died in a maximum security prison and was given all sorts of contradictory information about how he died, where his body was, who was in charge. And the upshot of it is we might not have any idea of any of this because there is a 30-day window when they can legally not give his, his body back to the family for whatever reason. And that, perhaps not coincidentally, will be right after the Russian presidential election happening from the 15th to the 17th of March. But I think it's less the timing of that, more where Russia is two years into the war. Sanctions haven't broken Russia's economy. Western support for Ukraine is faltering. And Russia just had its first major victory since about nine months ago. I think if if you're Putin, you're very much feeling really extremely confident right now. Okay. And just how big of a hit is this for Russia's opposition? I mean, what does that movement even look like right now? 
There isn't one, to be perfectly honest with you. All of the major opposition leaders are either dead, like Navalny, or they're in jail, or they are in exile. And, you know, what happened to Navalny is underscoring how Putin has just completely eliminated even the tiniest hint of a challenge towards him. You know, he's running for president, and the only three candidates on the ballot have uh, openly said that they're not trying to win. He really has, you know, complete, absolute power at this point. What the effect of losing Navalny, even though he was already in prison, to Russians who oppose Putin is that he really, for them, represented the prospect of an alternative, of a different future, of a Russia that doesn't have to be the way that it is now. And it's absolutely harder to imagine that with, with him gone. You've been reporting on these events for the last few days. What do you think this is all telling us about the direction that Russia is heading? I think, unfortunately, this is just yet another nail in the coffin of hope for Russia. This election in March, this will be the first time that Putin has not allowed even a completely tame, controlled, liberal candidate on the ballot. And he is establishing you know, this, this kind of totalitarian society where you can be arrested for you know, the most ridiculous imagined in, infractions and... Uh, it's a country that's just really in an unbelievably dark place right now. And with every, you know, passing horrible thing like this that happens, it's unfortunately more and more difficult to imagine a better future for it in the short or medium term. Max Seddon is the FT's Moscow bureau chief. Thanks, Max. Thank you. Meanwhile, African National Congress support for Russia is not likely to waver, especially not after the party has allegedly been bailed out once again by a Russian oligarch. Russia is also guaranteed the support of the economic freedom fighters. Listen to Commander-in-Chief Julius Malema expressing solidarity with Putin. Comrades, we want to make sure that BRICS is strengthened and BRICS is an alternative to Europe and America. We are with President Putin and we want to say to President Putin, it is not us South Africans who refused you from coming into the country. It is Ramaphosa, the coward Ramaphosa, who could not guarantee that we will not arrest Putin. We are Putin, and Putin is us, and we will never support imperialism against President Putin. That was a wrap on the news coming out of Russia. I'm Chris Stein. For Biz News.